We have taglines for Salt Lake City, and I don't normally care about taglines, but these are hysterical. Lisa's. I'm on a mission to serve Lisa, and I love that for myself. (laughs) I mean, like, I think that just is kind of perfect. You got Jack going on a mission, and she gets to say I love that. So, brava. Heather's is, I own a beauty empire, so I don't need any of your lip service. I mean, I like it. Then the new housewife, Monica, she says, I keep my friends close, but my secrets closer. Chic. (laughs) Meredith's. Meredith's is giving Kyle Richards from Beverly Hills mixed with um, always milking her one line. In a town full of dirty lies, everyone can use a bath. And then Angie K, it's not great. It's the weakest one. I may be Greek, but don't expect an olive branch from me. I liked her last season, but I this so far I'm not loving. And then Whitney's. Having faith in myself is the only religion I need. <laughs> okay, on that note, let's get into the episode. <laughs> Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. I mean, look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I'm a complete mess. I love that. I'm Emily. Every week I recap the latest episodes of your favorite Bravo shows, from Housewives to Vanderpump Rules. We need to get more cosmopolitan! Huptini! So if you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. Right. The episode starts with one of the most epic walk and talks we've seen fashion wise. As much as it looked insane with Meredith's metallic, not metallic, shiny blue, electric blue pants and boots, that next to Lisa's like platform sneakers giving streetwear vibes. I'll put a picture up on the screen so if you're watching, you'll get the reminder. But I thought it was pretty fabulous. And I was I was like, wait, do I do I miss Meredith and Lisa being friends? I do know that it doesn't last long though cuz they're currently not in a good position. So that's I should have seen that coming. Meredith can't let anything go. And Meredith also did a whole lot of dirty stuff too in retaliation for the hot mic. Now one may argue that that was just fair for Meredith to do. But it was still it was still pretty savage the shit she did. But Lisa's, like, talking about Jack's mission, and at some point she talks about how they can go, any, like, they can be sent anywhere. And she says that one of them was sent to Milan, and I was like, oh, I'd love that. And Jack's like, Mom, it's on a shopping trip. <laughs> Mary's like, well, for you it is, with her crazy way of pronouncing words. Meredith goes, Meredith goes, well, anyway, I wanted to have a chance to chat one-on-one because I feel like over the last few years, we've had trouble. And then this is a classic, classic housewives move. I think we both made mistakes. I think we both have regrets. I think we're both sorry for what we've done. 
Like, I don't know if Meredith apologized. Right? Because I know Lisa's had to apologize so many times for the hot mic, but Meredith didn't ever really apologize. In fact, she stayed in, like, denial mode for quite some time. So this is a good play for Meredith because she's like, this is my apology, but it's not really an apology. Let's just move on. But Lisa's confessional, I'm from New York. I don't trust people. The account Face Reality 16 um, pointed out that Lisa's not from like New York City, which is really how she kind of markets herself, right? She's like, I'm from New York. That's how I is. That's how I am. She's actually from upstate New York. And maybe that's an upstate. Oh, my God. My cat has something. Hold on. Sorry about that. Penny is in a frisky, feisty little mood. So if you hear any crazy sounds in the background, it's her. She's going nuts. Penny! No. Now she's trying to eat the cords. What's happening? Okay. We're moving on. Obviously. So Lisa's like whole thing. I'm from I'm from New York, okay? I'm from New York. I don't trust people. If if you're from upstate New York, do you do you normally say I'm from New York? Like as in like I'm from I would just love to get feedback on people who live in New York cuz I know in LA when someone says they're from L.A. and they're really from, like, gosh, Orange County, um, Azusa, I'm like, that's not L.A., okay? You got to mm, represent properly. So I feel like it might be the same thing with New Yorkers and upstate New York versus, like, New York City. But she embraces it full-heartedly, wholeheartedly. If I were to list in the order of people I trust, it would definitely be anyone that signed an NDA. My husband, all of our lawyers, because they are bound by law. <laughs> Meredith, I'm going to make an exception. Like, how do you even come up with that list off the top of your head? Even if you prepared it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty incredible list. But she gives this weird analogy. She's like, I'm just going to go forwards like a thoroughbred in a race. Just put my blinders on and try not to see everything on the sides of me. What? <laughs> what so lisa apologizes for her hot mic moment and meredith apologizes for making reference to rumors that were out there so this very short-lived surface level meredith proving that she does just kind of gather like a necessary number of alliances because she was with jen last season because it served her and now she's like "Mm, shit don't really have as many people. So let's uh, let's pull Lisa into this. So that's my thoughts on it. Heather and Whitney go to some like hot springs place. I didn't catch the name of it, but it looked fab. I'm t- like they really are giving they're giving Salt Lake City a good rap here. Okay, because it's every place they go. Heather had them at that event last episode. And I was like, where is this? I want to go to there as well. And now I want to go to this place. Um, but Whitney's Whitney plays like dumb and asks Heather what the whole like what the issue with Angie K is. Um, but it was really just an opportunity for Heather to once again contradict herself because she says, Do you hear my cat? Hey. She says, We've never been close. We've never had a long-term friendship. And then they cut over to her confessional. I've known Angie since Mr. Carter's math class in 10th grade. What? 
I always feel bad for the girls that peak in high school. That was good shade. That was good shade. And she's clear, she learned a thing or two. She took notes when she was with Candace and Portia. But then Heather, okay, I know this is going to be a hot take because I know you know how much I love Lisa Barlow. Um, but I kind of love that Heather is going to bring up Jack going on a mission because it's absolutely going to erupt in an argument where it's going to be something like, we don't talk about children. And we've even seen in the preview that that uh, Lisa's going to be like, we're not talking about Jack's mission, okay? Like, she does that whole thing. But I think that Heather being the resident, like, bad Mormon should kind of do this. It makes sense. It's on brand. I feel like I want Heather to finally be open, openly coming for someone. No matter how bad it is. Because if we're going to drag everyone for their religion, like we tend to do, like their beliefs and stuff on this show, then Jack should get it. Jack should get it. Is When when she said a mission, I'm like, you mean like the people that go around saying, do you want to hear about Jesus Christ? And I know people will say, well, that helps and saves tons of people and blah, blah, blah. But the the doctrine is, is very problematic in Mormonism. And Heather went on a mission in high school. She says, the next thing I know, we're in the temple making death oaths. And Whitney's like, death oaths? And Heather doesn't even actually say it. She just kind of makes it like, you know, you're dead. Meaning like, you will carry all of the church's secrets to your death. Well, what secrets am I holding on to? Let me see what those secrets are before I sign that. But Heather... I, I don't hate it. She questions Lisa's Mormonism. She's like, you know, all Mormons don't drink coffee, don't drink alcohol, they don't smoke cigarettes, and she has a an alcohol brand. And so I, I, I love Lisa. She can take it. She can handle it. But I think this is a good feud for the season. It's a very on-brand Salt Lake City, Heather, and Lisa argument. So I'm here for it. And so with she says, with Jack going on a mission – I don't think she's prepared for who he's going to be when he comes home. I love. I love. He already did shame them. Remember he was when Jack was like, I'm not like you and dad. Meaning like, you heathens that don't truly understand how to be a good Mormon. And that's what's about to come back home. I'll tell you that right now. She describes it, Heather describes it as being a door-to-door salesman. I'm like, yeah, right? That's what I thought. I thought it was like that, you know? Like, they go around and, like, someone knocks on your door and you're like, who are these people? And then they're like, hi, I wanted to talk to you about, no, thank you. I'm good. But Whitney is so uncomfortable and she knows this is going to be a problem. Um, And then she says, Heather says something that will absolutely get her in trouble later. She's like, the last thing I want to do is ruffle feathers. But isn't that unorthodox? That seems like something Lisa would not be supportive of as a mother. Ooh, she hit all the notes. Don't, ooh, ooh, Lisa would not be supportive of as a mother. She's going in. You don't, you don't say stuff like that without expecting a war. So she's got to know that that's what's coming. If Heather acts surprised and shocked, well, that'll annoy me. But I kind of don't hate this. You know, I feel like. Lisa can handle it. We need a little, we need a little something going on. We need a little drama and we're going to get it. And I think that's a good one. 
Over at Angie's house, they're teaching their daughter Electra, what a name, Greek. And Angie and Sean, we get a little background on them. They met at a hair salon, and he was like uh, the stylist at the salon. And now, cut to today, they own 10 salons and a cosmetology school. How did I not realize it was a hair, a hair connection situation going on here? Give, I love. Lisa calls as Angie's about to like sit for lunch and she's like, oh, okay, that's just Lisa, I'll ignore it. And Sean says something like, wow, it's uh, crazy that you're not talking to Lisa 24-7, which I'm like, so Lisa is that friend. Lisa is that friend that calls and you have to stay on the phone with her for hours because we already heard it from Monica and I'm sure Monica was exaggerating, but it seems like there's a, there's a bit of a pattern. Lisa's that friend. How does she have the time? He asks if she's talked to Heather, and he I feel like he's going, I need you to keep this paycheck, so have you made up with Heather because she didn't want to invite you to a party, and that is filming, and we need this moolah. But then Angie gives her history with Heather from high school, and it's much more glowing than I anticipated. We were both funny, witty, sarcastic, and we had a lot of fun together, so I want to show her that I'm still that person I used to be in high school. I don't know what Angie's trying to do. She came in so hot last season, um, but it it wasn't like she came in hot and and focused. It was kind of like she turned on Jen in a in a weird way, and I don't know. It was a little scattered, and so now she's left to pick up the pieces because Meredith and Heather still absolutely hate her. So, but next up we get Monica and her house and her mom and her sister and her kids. And she's 50% Colombian, 50% Portuguese. She And she they were from Boston, Boston, and moved to Salt Lake City. Her mom and grandma joined. Now they all like hang out. So we're going to get a lot of family moments here. And I, I like that. That's That's good. But she's going through a divorce. And now she's got this line of swaddled blankets that used to be a hobby, but, quote, is now a lifeline. And I went, oh, okay, well, thank God you're on this show because you may get some some press and some push from it now. She needs this. So now I'm like, okay, she really, really needs it. She was actually raised Mormon. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll get into what happens in, with that later when we get to the scene with Heather. But... She she tells her mom she's going to be going on the on the on the cast trip. I almost said the field trip. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, but she needs help with the kids. And her mom is so shamelessly not excited. She's like, "I'm good for about two hours." And then when she's hearing the schedule, she's like, "I have to be here at like seven in the morning." My kind of queen. <laughs> My kind of mom. She's doing her nails. Mm-hmm. Was anyone else panicked that when she started helping, she was going to fuck up her nails? I can't. Whenever I do my own nails, I don't know what happens. They don't like to ever dry because no matter what I do, I don't, I rarely, clearly, I rarely do my own nails because I'm so bad at it. But anyway, Monica talks about, in her confessional, she talks about the last time she saw her dad. Okay. She goes, I was four and my parents got into a huge fight. He walked out and never came back. I don't know what he looks like. My mom got rid of all of his photos. All I know is that he was gay, he had a boyfriend, and he moved to Florida. Oh! Oh! She held on to that. 
till the end of that little line. That was incredible. She didn't give away the punchline until <laughs> anyone else shocked by that? Because the way she, it's like you lead with that typically. Like, unfortunately, my dad was gay, had a boyfriend, and obviously that didn't work out with my mom for obvious reasons. But um, it's sort of sad that there's no relationship even now between the mom and her ex-husband and Monica and her dad. It's like we've we've come so far. Uh, but unfortunately, in Mormonism, I think it's a, it's like a sin or whatever they call it to be um, uh, gay, right? Isn't that isn't that the thing? I don't want to speak out of turn because I have a, I have a few people who are either currently Mormon or were Mormon who listen, and they usually give me some fun little little I would say schooling on Mormonism if I ever get anything a little off. Oh, oh, okay, with the mission, with Jack's mission. So you know how Lisa has said that uh, there's no communication, Jack can't communicate with them for the whole two years he's on this mission, and she said she didn't know where he was going. I got a message from someone who was like, that's actually not accurate. Like, you can't, you can communicate, it's just you can't, you don't leave where you are, you don't like go home to visit. But you definitely can like email and call and stuff like that once a week or something like that. So there was that. Um... And it made me think, it made me think that Jack is just totally lying to them and really just wants to go like party in LA or something. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going on a mission. Sure. You know, and like they sent him off and like, I, maybe they're not telling us where he's going. Like the, cause she posted in her stories and it, for, for safety reasons, right? Like maybe she doesn't want to announce that, but it seems like he's just making shit up. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, we can't even talk to you for two years. No communication whatsoever. Bummer, right? And he's just going to go live it up in L.A. Mark my words. I'm, I, I'm sure that's not the case, but it just feels like it could be. Not well, bitch. You guys are probably sick of hearing me talk about how much I love this company's products, but I do this because I love you guys, okay? If you don't already know, Kitsch makes all kinds of amazing beauty products from head to toe, but what it's all about with Kitsch is preventative care, okay? When I found out that you should not just be sleeping on a typical pillowcase, but you should be sleeping on a satin pillowcase because not only does it help prevent breakage in your hair, it helps prevent wrinkles. I was like, duh. I've never looked back. They also taught me that if I'm using hair ties that are rough on the hair, like your typical elastic bands, not good either. You want the satin on those hair ties. It has been a game changer for me. I've loved this company for years and I just need everyone to know, especially if you're in your 20s, do it now before it's too late. Because once the wrinkles are there, it is so hard to get rid of them. Trust me. And the best part about Kitsch is it's budget friendly. So whatever your budget is, whatever your skin type is, your hair type, Kitsch is all about little indulgences, morning, noon, and night at the right price. And they were started in 2010. Female founded, self-funded. They sold hair ties door to door with a little hustle and a dream, but now they're sold in over 20,000 retail locations. You have heard me talk about the satin pillowcases. They also do them in caps and eye masks. So this is great for your hair and skin while you sleep because think of how many hours we sleep on our face and on our heads and on our hair. Protect it. You may have also heard about the heatless satin rollers. They were the original, no more heat damage, wake up or just leave it in for a few hours and you've got amazing waves. But the latest Kitsch viral craze is 
is the rice water shampoo bars, which can improve your overall hair growth and density. People are like, I'm never using bottle shampoo again. And their hair feels and looks a thousand percent better in between washes. Plus right now for a limited time, you can live your Barbie dream life with the Barbie by Kitsch collection featuring Kitsch's best-selling satellite cases in the iconic Barbie pink. I just recently, maybe two weeks ago, re-upped my pillowcases. They got some amazing colors in for the spring. I got the sage and the blush pink, but I'm thinking I need to get that Barbie pillow because I like it. Right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash she speaks. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash she speaks. One more time, mykitsch.com slash she speaks for 30% off your entire order. Shut up. That is so stupid. So Rocket Money sponsored the pod. I used Rocket Money, but I kind of used it like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Something about subscriptions, not knowing what I have, but I'm like, I know what I have. Well, I didn't. There's so many streaming services. I had a ton of double ups, like some streaming services had multiple things within them, but I was still paying for them individually. So Rocket Money was able to cancel a few. Apparently, I needed it. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending. It helps you lower your bills all in one place. Most people think they're spending around like 80 bucks on subscriptions, when in reality, it's more like 200. It adds up so fast. When you're signed up for so many things, it's easy to totally lose track. As I've learned with Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones that you don't want and just press a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money is like your concierge. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to like 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Okay, that's incredible. What I also love is Rocket Money lets you monitor all of your expenses in one place and they recommend custom budgets based on your past spending. They'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limit. I don't like those emails, but I need them. With over 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved an average of $720 a year. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash she speaks. That's rocketmoney.com slash she speaks. Rocketmoney.com slash she speaks. To quote the ancient African proverb, I said what I said. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane, and it is perfect timing because fall is on its way, and you better believe my wardrobe could use some updated classic Jenny Kane pieces. Jenny Kane is such a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed so much easier because you can mix and match. You think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined with still a nice luxurious quality to it. Because sometimes minimalist, you can think boring, but it's not. They've got luxurious cashmere sweaters, iconic accessories, anything you need to elevate your everyday basics, but elevate is what we're doing. We elevate with Jenny Kane. Not to mention they have incredible home essentials too. Jenny Kane is here to help you live your best season yet. And for a limited time, our listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code she speaks to get 15% off. 
I just recently picked up these fabulous sandals, slip-on sandals. Well-made, of course, everything Jenny Kane has is perfectly made, but I love this little knot detail. Again, it's a classic, but elevated. See, in any season, but especially this one, their sweaters are the thing you gotta have. I'm obsessed with the Flynn cashmere sweater. It's just the perfect everyday v-neck. And the cashmere Francis Polo is such a cool vintage inspired staple. And they're back in new shades and you can bet I'm adding both of them to my cart. Jenny Kane is known for their super luxe yet lightweight sweaters. So, and trust us, they do cashmere better than anyone. The Cashmere Fisherman and Cashmere Cocoon are best sellers in every season, but I'm always most excited to style them when it's fall, right? Plus everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. I love to pair a Jenny Kane sweater and everything from classic denim to a simple slip dress for a look that's just effortless. It's chic. It's put together, you know? Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, timeless design. You can curate your whole wardrobe that just never goes out of style with Jenny Kane. And did I mention the home essentials, you guys? Timeless furniture pieces, cozy throws, perfectly curated decor, and the most incredible candles. I keep one in every room. Plus, they have a great rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase. And joining is free, so. Find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 50 15% off your first order when you use code she speaks at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J E N N I K A Y N E.com. Promo code she speaks. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I love that. Okay, Monica. She has to tell her mom something. She really leads into it. She starts crying before she says anything. And then she says, So I went into Louis Vuitton. And I bought a bag. Now, as much as I get it's funny and I get why people laughed at it, it was like I understood the tears because she's living in a place of feeling so inferior. And she's like, I had to go into Louis Vuitton. The fact that she could afford it, you know, how many credit cards does she need to use? And it's a cute bag, really good Louis. But I understood the tears. It was just a really funny thing to say. Like when she finally says what it is, it's like, oh, that's, that's not too bad. But I, it was more, the tears had to have been more about the fact that she was going to be, she's just feeling very inferior. And I, and I, I really relate to that. You know, my parents, we grew up with not a lot of money. We were pretty, pretty broke. And I know that feeling. Whitney, Justin, Angie, and Sean, they go to dinner. Is Sean wearing leggings? Those were some tight pants. Oh, those were tight pants. Good. But Justin, he's wearing his crystals that help him communicate. Do you hear? Penny is on a tear in my recording area. Lord. Uh, Whitney confesses that and Justin's shocked, but Whitney confesses that they, that she's actually not a great communicator. And she says, I think I tell him things and I really haven't. The look of shock on Justin's face, he's like, I have, did I just win our months and months long argument where I'm like, you don't tell me that. You didn't tell me that. And she's like, yes, I did. I fucking told you that, Justin. Oh no, wait, sorry. 
I did, Justin. I told you that. Like a rope, you know, she's that robot voice. And he's like, you did it. I fucking swear to God. Oh, my God. Now at this dinner, she's saying that. And Justin's like, okay, I'll take it. I'll fucking take the win when I can get it. Okay, I'll take it. Sean relates and says, says, mm-hmm, yeah, you know, kids and all this stuff. Sometimes you look over and you're like, where's my spouse? And they put in some weird music where it's like, there's, it's ominous, you know, like something's, a, there's something's a brewing here amongst this relationship. And then Angie admits that their daughter sleeps in their bed. Their daughter, who was a teenager, and this bed that looks like, I don't, I've never seen a bed so big. That ain't a, that ain't a king, honey. That is like, what the fuck was that? It was the entire like span of my bedroom. I would love to know, but it's like the dog. It goes, it goes, um, Sean, the dog, Angie, and then their daughter. So yeah, they need to do something about that. And then Whitney's messy. She's like, I'm so excited for the girls trip. Are you going? And she's like, what? But then it turns out that Angie actually provided people to do the hair for Meredith's show. I'm assuming it was either uh, the jewelry line or something. And now that's a big deal. Sending people to do the hair, that's a big favor. Um, but it doesn't shock me that Meredith would forget that and just be like, oh, well, I don't know. Whitney invites her. Whitney's like, well, you're going to be my guest for the girls trip. So don't worry about it. But on Watch What Happens Live, uh, granted, I know things are filmed out of order, out of sequence, and, or at least shown to us out of sequence. How about that? Whitney said on Watch What Happens Live that the, re- the, the viewer question was, if you're trying to make up with Heather, why would you invite Angie, who you know she's not cool with? She just told you that when you guys went to the hot springs thing. Uh, why would you invite her knowing that they're not cool? And Whitney says, um... I didn't know. I wasn't aware there was an issue until after I invited her. I said, what? So it's possible they filmed this out of sequence or they showed this out of sequence because then let's say they went to dinner first. She invites Angie and then she goes to the hot springs thing and she's like, wait, what is the issue with with Angie? And Heather goes, oh, I fucking hate her. And she's like, oh, shit. Um. That could have also been a moment for Whitney to tell her, like, fuck, I invited her to the trip. I didn't realize it was, like, a whole thing. But she didn't. Because Whitney is messy, okay? Whitney, you're messy. For real. Now Heather and Monica go shopping. I really like Monica admitting she needs help. Like, she's like, I don't know what the hell to pack. You know, this is your fourth season, Heather, so please help me out. Give me some tips. And the first thing Heather says is, well, I'm actually curious. How are you friends with Lisa? Of course, that's the first thing she asks. Of course, Lisa will remain her kryptonite forever. And Monica's like, oh, well, I met her through Angie Kay, who I met through Jen. I'm like, you're just listing all the people that really aren't great for Heather. Okay? Okay? And then Heather goes, I went to high school with Angie Kay. I've known her forever. We're not close at all. And I don't really want anything to do with her. I hope she's not coming on this trip. Meredith said she wasn't inviting her. I'm living for her being this honest about it. You know, she she's always like straddling the fence, saying one thing to somebody and behind their back saying something else and then denying it. I like this. I think she's sort of embracing her villain era, but it's not total villain. 
You know what I mean? But she's like, I'm going to be a little messy. I'm going to fucking say what I feel. Maybe last season or last year or whatever taught her a thing or two, you know? So I'm shocked at how little I dislike Heather right now. Then Heather asks, were you were you raised in the church? And we hear the story. Okay. She says, I was raised in the church. I was married in the temple. And then I was excommunicated. What were you excommunicated for? She shoots Heather a look and goes, for fucking my brother-in-law for 18 months. <laughs> oh, it was her sister's. It was her husband's sister's husband. She said, and you thought you were a bad Mormon. That was good. That was good. Penny! I'm so sorry. This is nonstop. Out of the corner of my eye, I've got like a cat flying all around. She's not even, oh, she does have something. Hold on. All right, enough of that scene. Now, real quick scene with Meredith showing Brooks and Chloe the outfits she wants to bring. And they're, they're dragging her like, I liked it until I saw the sleeves. Uh, both her kids talk almost identically the same. And Brooks goes, why don't you wear a wetsuit? Meredith goes, I don't have one. And Brooks goes, buy one. I'm sure people go surfing in Palm Springs. And Meredith says, it's the desert, honey. (laughs) Anyway, Mary calls the Trixie Motel with an M. Oh, God, it was, it was too, this scene is too, it's too good. It's too good. She goes, first he goes, is this the Trixie, Trixie Hotel? And he goes, it's the Trixie Motel. She goes, Motel, already panicked. And she goes, do you guys have 2003 Dom Perignon? They go, uh, no. Her eyes get all big. Uh, then do you have room service? Yes, we have a full bar. And for our food, we have a one to two person shareable pizza and like cheese boards. But we don't have a huge menu. Pizza? Who doesn't have Dom Perignon? It was iconic. I can't do it justice. I can't recreate it myself. It was too good. They added these really good sound effects in there. Every time her eyes went wide, fabulous. Lisa's house is she, this is just a small thing that I want us all to be aware of because Salt Lake City does this a lot. When Lisa's getting packed and talking to John about, you know, oh, I'm really bummed Angie isn't going, it's dubbed in. So you'll see the scene and you'll see And uh, you'll see Lisa talking. You'll see her. It's cut to her talking. See your lips moving. Oops. And then it cuts over to John. And then she says, I'm really bummed Angie isn't going. And then it cuts back over to her. She didn't say that in that scene. She did not say that at all in that scene. Salt Lake City loves to do that. They just, they extract from something else and put it in a scene. I don't know why that bothers me so much. Uh, they do it on Summer House a lot too. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't, they don't. I don't like it. Not my favorite. They get to the airport, and of course, Mary is hilarious. Uh, Meredith tells them that Lisa is going to meet them all upstairs, and Mary says to Heather, "Ugh, are you in the mood for that?" <laughs> what? <laughs> that being Lisa Barlow? Incredible. What? 
And I like that Mary's not a full-time cast member because now she can – I'm much more forgiving of someone who's not going to be sharing all of their life. I don't really want to know much about Mary's church and all that anymore because I'm compartmentalizing so that I can enjoy it. Um, Whitney and Angie K they get to the Trixie Motel early. And Whitney, I respect the honesty here, okay, because she says – Trixie was my friend first, and I think it's a funny, cheeky way of marking my territory. And it is. Respect. You're about to shake the fucking table when you do the big reveal and it's the person who wasn't invited. What do you think's about to happen? Messy boots. But before we can even really get out of the airport, the ring debacle. Oh, my God. Has anyone seen my ring? panic i mean i panic too i'd absolutely panic too a sixty thousand dollar ring um but it just seems so nuts that it it in that quick period of time someone else would have snatched it like how how it happened so quick as she's lifting her but maybe it happened before that i don't know she's convinced she had it Going into the bathroom, and as she's pulling up her pants, she sees it fall out, fall off, and she th- she thinks she catch she thinks she caught it. I just don't know. That seems, but you know what? I don't want to deny it. And it's a sixty thousand dollar ring. It was sentimental. John gave me that ring, but then she won't <laughs> she won't drop it. Lisa on the bus. She goes, "I'm really upset about my ring," and Mary goes, "Yeah, but you're gonna have to get over it, right?" <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, but it's still fresh." Then she calls her jeweler. Monica was like, my ass was in the toilets, in the tampon dispense, in the tampon disposal thing. Okay. Uh, And now you're just calling your jeweler and you're going to replace it. And Monica jokes, this is why I don't have $60,000 rings. And Lisa does not find that funny. Or at least that's how they edited it. Lisa's, because Lisa would take that seriously. Like, what? Yes. I mean, oh, wait, what? That's very Lisa not getting the not getting the joke and thinking this is all dead serious, right? Later, Monica shares her chips with Lisa, but it's right over Mary, <laughs> and Mary goes, "Okay, don't 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 do that. Oh, no, don't don't do that over my pants. Okay, I don't want I don't want crumbs." Monica handles Mary exactly the way you should handle her. She's a little entertained, and she just laughs at it. She goes, "No crumbs on Mary. Sorry, Mary." Handle it that way. Don't take it serious. She's Expect her to yell at you. Anticipate her yelling at you, and you'll be good. Survival with Mary is key to just not taking it too seriously. When she insults you deeply, though, I mean, it's hard, but if you can prepare like Monica, it seemed, Monica seemed ready. This is a bit of a filler episode, if you ask me, but I kind of anticipate that because usually a good premiere is followed by a filler episode, typically, typically how it goes, more of like a setup. Because next we're going to get the big Angie reveal. Heather is going to be throwing up. She's so drunk. It's like, I'll have an espresso martini and she's sipping it and then she's fully vomiting in a bag in the van. Ugh. Ugh, brutal. Angie tells Meredith that she's fake, and Meredith gives us the you can leave look, you know. Meredith outside, though, has Danny Pellegrino posted this on his on his Instagram, and I was right there with him. Oh, she, Meredith tells Lisa that does she want me to go there with the rumors I know about her? 
with the rumors? You want me to go there with a husband? I can go there. Absurd. She's absurd. But anyway, all right, I gotta run because I'm out to go to the Cloud 10 office and see the new studio that they have available to everyone on the network. And so expect to see a little content uh, from there. And maybe I'll start recording over there sometime from time to time, you know? On that note, guys, love you, mean it. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for watching and for listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. If you haven't already, would you mind leaving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen? That would be amazing. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you're looking for more content, more exclusive bonus content, check out the Patreon. I post two exclusive episodes a month and I'm covering just the Bravo jams like classic Roni, Atlanta, and of course, Vanderpump Rules. If you just want to support the show, head to buymeacoffee.com slash shespeaksbravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. We also have merch available at shespeaksbravo.com. And if you're interested in hearing my takes on non-Bravo shows, check out my new podcast, She Speaks It All. I cover the challenge, drag race, and any other show I'm obsessed with that's not... Bravo. She Speaks It All is available everywhere you get your podcasts, just like this show. Make sure you're following me on the social medias. I am She Speaks Bravo across all platforms. Thank you so much for any support you give the show, even if it's just listening. Appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. I'll see you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.